0: So oh, t- t- Da- 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 da-da- I became distracted halfway through that because bits of your beard have Maxibon in them. Yeah, I know. It's I, just yeah. a constant. Do you want to maybe... Just, <laughs> for the listeners' sake. Just for my sake, because it's quite distracting. Thank you. They're all gone now. Um, welcome to this Eat My Shorts. Yes, this Eat My Shorts episode of Pods in the Key. So oh. you were drinking water. Springfield. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Um, now, since we've got... Control Pods in the Key of Springfield. (laughs) Yep. And the video game sub-category. We've got Taste My Shorts, the food category of Eat My Shorts. Which we've yet to do. Well, we did the Butterfinger one. did the Butterfinger one. I suppose this is Eat My Songs. I was thinking Bops in the Key of Springfield. (laughs) Bops in the Key of Springfield. Which I guess this would be episode three of. (laughs) An absolute (laughs) bop. Oh, as in Deep Deep Trouble, Uh, Do the Batman, and then this one. Yeah. So what we're going to do is a... uh, uh, For anyone who's been listening to this show for a while, we refer to... The Beatles Revolver. Don't try to explain it. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) For some reason. We're just just doing this and people are going to listen to it. It'll be fine. Yeah. This is our long anticipated episode about the Beatles 1966 hit Revolver. Revolver. Uh, Which, you know, we know what year it came out. We have repeatedly said that. And by the end of this episode, we're hoping that you will also know what year the album came out. That's the minimum we're hoping to achieve. Yeah. Um, So, track one. Taxman Do you want to talk a bit broadly about the album before we jump into Taxman? Well, one minute. I'll hit pause and say yes <laughs> Okay, good Sorry, I thought we were jumping straight in So, uh, we we, uh, we like the Beatles, right? We're fans of the Beatles and their fan. work I'm a fan of the Beatles, Which, yes. you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a fan of the Beatles in this day and age, right? In this economy Yeah, exactly uh, A few things that I would like to think about... While we are listening to this album, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure I own the entirety of this album on Beatles Rock Band. Did you ever play Beatles Rock Band, the greatest rock band game ever made? Um, I think I've, I think I played Vanilla Rock Band. Vanilla Rock Band. I don't think, as Songs in, is about by Vanilla Ice. No, as in unbranded. That was an extraordinary. You ready for this? No. Um, Good. Uh, I don't think I ever played Beatles Rock Band. I don't think so. Okay, well, one thing I would like to think about while we are recording this episode, maybe we can come back to this idea a few times, but I want to think about... How revolutionary these songs would be if they featured now in the hit movie Yesterday. Oh god, okay. (laughs) Which I think I'm going to put this up before the episode we just recorded where we went on a long rant about the movie Yesterday. Yeah. But I still think it's relevant. So if you don't know what the movie Yesterday is, uh, wait until next week's episode, I guess. (laughs) Where we'll get into it a bit more. That's what this podcast needs, more twists and turns. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to some uh, music. Not that much of it because you know copyright laws, but we're gonna listen to a little bit of The it Beatles is. Revolver and we're gonna talk about it on this Pods of the Kids Springfield, a podcast about the Let Simpsons. Let me tell you how it will be. be. Dun, dun. You gonna sing over all of this? I hope not. So Taxman is of course a song about uh High marginal tax rates amongst the very wealthy Yeah, it is Um, I don't know if this song would fly in this day and age In this economy A very rich person saying From all the success I've had I have to pay some of it back to the government now That's a bit annoying I mean, at this point it was like 95% or something like that It was for the top threshold But still Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you know my core philosophy Is eat the rich Yes. Yes, I'm I'm on board with the Aerosmith method of dealing with the ultra wealthy. I see, yes. Yeah. Um, it is my opinion that we should cook and then eat Jeff Bezos. The Amazon guy? Yes. Yeah. Alright, I can get behind that. Yeah. My thoughts on this song, uh little little less kind of overarching and grandiose than yours. Yes. Mine was the bass in the bridge is really sick. Bass in the bridge. Yeah. Cat in the furnace. Cat in the furnace. So think, which part is the bridge near yeah, does music work? I'm going to quickly see if I can find which part... Okay, so typically, and I'm no music theorist, but, you know, chorus will be mm-hmm. a motif that's repeated typically with the same lyrics, verses are kind of... bits between that. Yeah. Typically, and especially in Beatles' style music, the bridge is where the chord progression will change and you go to like a, a you know, a section in the middle that's neither verse nor chorus. Sure. Uh, let me just see if I can quickly find the sick bass bit. Yeah, I'm re I might not be able to find it. <laughs> huh. Yeah. The tax man. Oh. <laughs> I really don't know where the sick bit was Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare to listen to <laughs> That's yeah, fine I, know. I mean, that can probably all get cut out <laughs> No, we're keeping it all in, baby So, uh Where's my phone showing me here? That's oh, fine Uh, okay, so That's Taxman A song that's aged weirdly Taxman, yes Yeah And now, to uh, track two Possibly my favourite song on the album Yeah The mm-hmm. song is called mm-hmm. it's El Norrigby Promoted at work, but then sheds his disguise. Canine surprise. That's the best tweet of all time. Yep, that is by Kestrel Pie, uh, Peter Selk. So that is K E S T R E L P I. There we go. I felt like we should give credit. Okay, a few notes that I've got about this one. Okay. Um, this is so fucking gothic. <laughs> I love this song so much because something we'll get to soon is. I struggle a little bit with Paul's poppiness Paul's poppiness And this is really rad and dark And I fucking love it You fucking love it Next note Real strings sound so much better than synth strings um, when we, cause before we did this, so we listened to this on my little Bluetooth speaker <laughs> for these little clips, but before we listen to it through, um, a bigger system and the strings have a real warmth to them and I fucking love it. You like um, a good warm string. Also. you are you talking about a thing you care about? <laughs> I know. Look at the way I've arced up and it is a bold, bold, bold choice for the second song on an album. Cause it is. Not only not like anything else on the album but it's kind of just not like anything else do we know who Eleanor Rigby is uh, I think it is actually based on a real person I've also got they all he- are. I've also got here that it is the most Paul McCartney name of all time something that I would like to propose is when they say all the lonely people where do they all belong uh, in my opinion they belong on podcasts <laughs> 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 um Historical artifact. What are you looking up now? Looking up who Eleanor is? What the hell happened to my nora? Uh, an actual Eleanor Rigby was born on 29th of August 1895 and lived in Liverpool. Uh, she died. 1895. 1895. So just she... a Eleanor Rigby? Just someone? Yes. Okay. That, that, that's literally the combinations <laughs> of words that I said. Um, and the, it's since said it's not known whether this Eleanor Rigby is actually the inspiration for the song, but the tombstone has nonetheless. Uh, wait, least. so there was only one Eleanor Rigby? An actual Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> I, just gave, the, I gave no further detail. I uh, know, just the way like that is being framed from what you're reading, it sounds like there was just one person named Eleanor Rigby, and they based a song on her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, Yeah, have you got anything to say about this song? It it fucks. It's great. I love it. It is a very, very good song. It is the best, or maybe second best song on the album. Oh, I'd be interested to know what your best is. I said this might be my favorite. I actually know it's already not, but um, I just just, (laughs) want. I suspect we have the exact same feelings. I I just got so excited by the hype of it. So, uh, all right. Okay. So, into track three. Yes, this track is called "I'm Only Sleeping." And frankly, same. Float upstream. Oh, alright then. Alright then, I'll just float over here then, shall I? I enjoy that because... We'll come down here, Danny. We'll float down here. I enjoy that because this is a little portable Bluetooth speaker. I'm just doing manual fades to and away from the microphone. Um, Okay, so this song is famously... John recorded his singing parts when when he was very, very tired. Yes. I also like... Which is why the whole song is just about him wanting to go to bed. Yeah, well, I think the lyrics were written before and he decided to get the best performance. He'd make himself really tired and then do a (laughs) vocal take. But I really like to imagine that that meant he also recorded his vocal parts on help when he really, really needed help. And he also (laughs) recorded his vocal parts on Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds when he was in the sky with Lucy and And some some, diamonds. And some diamonds. Um, I like to imagine that John took a very literal approach To all of these things, which made eight days a week a real bitch of a thing to record. (laughs) They had to petition to get the calendar changed. This song does kind of sound like, you know when somebody is like on the verge of sleep and like you're trying to talk to them. It it does sound like this is the song you would write while you're in that stage. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, Please don't wake me. No, don't shake me. In this song, my first notes on this song are, who cares about this song? No one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a strong contender, I have to say. Look, it's as far as like songs about uh, sleeping go, it's not as good as Wake Up Jeff by The Wiggles. Perfect. Wake up, Jeff. Everybody's wiggling. Wake up, Jeff. Really, did you? I don't remember The, Wake the Wiggles. Wake up, Jeff. I'm missing all the fun now. All right, well, hang on. If we're going to do this... Wake up, Jeff, before the day's through. If we're going to do this, then we need to go... <coughs> the Wiggles wig <laughs> wig 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 We are the Wiggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they were I, friends I, with an octopus. An octopus had no deal being on land like that. Uh What was the name of the octopus? It was Dorothy the dinosaur. Yep. It's Captain uh, Feather. Captain Sword Captain Feather Sword. What was the name of the octopus? Uh, nuggets. There's, nuggets the octopus. There's Wags the dog. Yep. Very unimaginative name for a dog. Um, Wiggles Octopus. Henry. 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 Henry the octopus. Packed uh, his trunk and said goodbye to the circus. (laughs) So was Wags another victim of nominative determinism? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, we haven't talked about nominative determinism for a while. Oh, you made the elephant light up. I did. I made a tweet about nominative determinism the other day. I forget the exact context. Probably should have brought it up. I got about 150 likes, I think. Did okay. I'll tell you how interesting this song is. We've stayed on topic for every other song. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the extremely I had forgotten until we did the listen through. Love yeah. you two. Love you two. One man comes in the name oh, of. Oh, I should have. I should have had the thing closer for that. That almost, like that almost did the Simpsons bend. <laughs> did it? Wait, hang on. No, I it? heard it. No. Wait, now I can't hear at all where that was. Anyway, wait. okay, it's fine. Let's um, skip forward a bit. Yeah. This is, this is a song that I actually quite like but it's very easy to forget that this song exists <laughs> yeah like when you listen you're like oh right this one yeah yeah totally um, track four track four the hell haven't four the note that I've got here is that I know from being a Beatles nerd that it was Ravi Shankar who introduced um, yep. George Harrison to the sitar and when oh, they, he's on the Simpsons when they first used the sitar Uh, He hated the way they used it Yeah, Uh, I don't think this was the first use They may have got a better sitar player By this point Strong possibility um, uh, Yeah, the second note that I've written Feels too mean, so I'm not going to say it (laughs) And this album was apparently their final recording before their retirement as live performers. That's an interesting note. I did my research. I looked at Wikipedia. Very good stuff. Yeah, I can't imagine this one got much of a belt in the live in the last the final live performances. Yeah, unless they brought out Shankar himself. Mm, I suppose so. So what do we have after that? We've got. You know, it's really depressing me that I can't remember the name of the of the venue at which the Beatles did their last show. I feel like once upon a time I had some sort of rooftop. I mean, that's, you know, the last, live show. Yeah, but the yeah, the one before that was at, it might have been Red Rock Amphitheatre. Was it at uh, Amy Stadium here in South Australia? Oh, Football Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As it would have been called in the 60s. Probably. Yeah, so uh, that's another song. Also a good song. You know, the Beatles, pretty good, in my opinion. Pretty good. Are you on to page two of your notes? I am. What the fuck is going on here, Nick? How dare you have more notes than me? Um, I had... I, I've, I've done a lot of double spacing in these notes. I'm still distressed by this, frankly. I apologise. I've got... Hang on. One, two, three, three three. Three and a bit. Nick, this podcast is about the Simpsons. <laughs> and you okay. seem to have... No no, notes Well, actually, last episode you had plenty It's fine, everything's fine Everything's fine fine. I've annoyed him (laughs) Uh, Okay, on to track five Here There Wedding And Everywhere I I I mean, this one's barely even a song the 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 problem... I'm about to get real here. I, I want her everywhere. This is a song where they fucking, I think. Oh, they fucking? They fucking. Here, there, and everywhere? Yeah, that's what he's saying. I want her everywhere. Here, there, everywhere. They fucking. <laughs> I want her here. I want her there. I, I want, want her, her everywhere. 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 Um, I'm not okay, by the way. I don't understand Paul people. <laughs> like, there are. People named Paul or people who are fans of Paul? People who prefer. Paul McCartney over John Lennon I just can't get it because you know what Paul does occasionally Paul writes amazing songs like Eleanor Rigby which are gothic and dark and fucking sick and then other times <laughs> The majority Really yeah. enjoy your commitment to Eleanor Rigby being like the darkest piece of- <laughs> This is the real dark shit <laughs> This is the real motherfucking deal y'all That is a, a th- Okay hang on I'm going to double down on that reference for a moment This is the real motherfucking deal y'all Is a direct quote of Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit Sitting next to Aaron from Stained While he plays an acoustic version of Outside at some festival <laughs> in the 90s Anyway Um, A lot of what Paul writes, I've described as fucking lullabies for the dead and theme songs for cancelled 50s sitcoms. Lullabies for the dead? uh, Is that anything like Lullabies to Paralyze, the Queens of the Stone Age album? I don't know, but I'm The most forgettable of the Queens of the Stone Age albums. I'm quite happy with the phrase Lullabies for the Dead, but I just just hate schmaltzy Paul. I'm so (laughs) not into it. And you know what? This album... Has a few more entries from Schmaltzy Paul Schmaltzy Paul So those are my notes for this one Have you got anything for here, there, and everywhere? Yeah, this song really reminds me of the uh, I guess it's probably, you know, largely based on this But the the Spinal Tap scene where they sing that song Listen to the flower people Oh Listen to what the flower people say ah, ah. That was quite lovely. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, what's his face in The Simpsons? Hey, no, not Hank. Uh, Harry. Harry Shear. Harry Shear. He's in, he's in that movie. Sure. He's one of the Spinal Taps. One of the Taps. Listen, it's getting louder every day. Now, for any listeners who are playing along with this at home and you think, oh, I didn't really like... I didn't. Re- oh, Hang on. I, w- I didn't talk about the linguistic weirdness of Love You Too. Okay, we're into because it's not T O O as in I love you in addition. Yeah. It is love you T Oh, right. Yeah, it's like, I love you to do things Yes, it is, it's a fucking, what's that word? It, it's an imperative An imperative I think, anyway And it was imperative that you discuss that on this podcast in the Key of Springfield, a podcast about The Simpsons For anyone who thinks, I'm only sleeping, mm, bit of a weak song Love you too, uh, not really my jam Here, there and everywhere, Jesus Christ, Paul Stop writing lullabies for the dead It's alright everyone, Ringo's here to save the fucking day <laughs> Oh god I'll make it stop man who to yeah, cut to like the middle, it gets good eventually I think Well I'm just going to fade out so I can cut to the middle And then I'll fade back in It's <laughs> not that great <laughs> I like it when the horns come in uh, Have I gone past the horns? I don't know, I kind of like all this janky bullshit as well if I'm being honest I kind of have a soft spot for this one <laughs> that they I led. I mean there's a whole album called Yellow Submarine isn't there that came out later yeah it's the that nobody cares about it's the soundtrack to the Sky blue. of Blue <laughs> Sea of Green E-L-U Submarine Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> ha um yeah Yellow Submarine is the soundtrack to the movie of the same name Oh, we peaked the fuck out of that. In a yellow boat. Uh, yeah, so this one is meant to be like a story for children. That's sort of the idea of Edge. Yeah, I and, so. like Look, I like it, but it's not as good as Wake Up Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> you're right. It's not as good as Wake Up Jeff. Yeah, everybody's wiggling. I put it on par with um, uh, what's that song about? Bananas? A <laughs> tax <Text> man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Yellow Submarine, my note for this one is, oh good, Ringo's here. This will save the album. <laughs> He's got blisters on his fingers. He's got blisters on his fungus. Ooh, Thomas the Tank Engine was having a right bloody day. <laughs> oh. I was watching uh, Thomas the Tank Engine the other day with my cousin's kids, but we had the volume muted, so I didn't get to hear the narrator. I still oh. it's not Ringo anymore. Uh, no, I think he said uh, peace and love, peace, peace and love. Peace I'm and, out, I'm yeah. out. I've I've had enough of Thomas. Okay, peace and love, peace and love. I didn't know Sean Connery was doing Ringo now. <laughs> that was not Sean Connery. I know. I just wanted to be annoying. My uh, my Sean Connery impression now is based entirely on a bit they do on the podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David, where they talk about him presenting something at the Oscars, where the theme of the Oscars that year was just that the movies are good, <laughs> <laughs> and just what you're saying, dumb movies. <laughs> Everybody loves the movies And so tonight Our academy Invites the world To celebrate the magic Of going to the movies Blank check with Griffin and David Is a better podcast than this one If Mm. you want give us something to listen to I don't believe that And on to track I've lost track of what we're up to now Uh, uh, Seven? (laughs) Maybe Uh, One Two Three Four Five Six Yeah seven Seven She said, she said Uh, you know, we just listened to this album And I already don't remember which song this is Oh yeah, this one She said I know what it's like to be dead I know what it is to be sad Uh, (laughs) my note for this one and for some reason i wrote the dumbest note imaginable for this one yeah. and then promptly forgot it my one note for this episode is nice like a 69 <laughs> um my what note- is wrong with me my notes for this are john songs and the bridge once again the bridge is really cool john um, songs uh, wasn't he your basketball coach in high school no that was phil smythe oh okay what no, it wasn't. He was the coach of the Adelaide 36ers. Yeah, the team you are on. Uh, what? what? Um, no. So this has. I think that stylistically, this might be my favourite style of Beatles. The the jangly guitar and the rumbling bass, but not in the really poppy early way. But there's a kind of like a, a jangle and a rumble. Yeah, I do. There's a couple of songs like Rain. Rain has a really similar feeling to this. Uh, it's another John song. I just really like John songs. I mean, obviously when he's not being problematic and violent towards women. Are you whereas- thinking of John Tron, the terrible YouTuber? John Tron? Yeah. No, I'm not he's thinking of John. He's a garbage person. I'm not thinking of John Tron. <laughs> I don't know who John Tron is. Um, this song, another very strong bridge, another very song- strong and John not think- song. Are you not thinking of Bon Ton, the city in Or the air of New Orleans? Or of New Orleans? <laughs> Sorry. At least at least this is a pleasing I think this is a nice bonding experience because you now get to realise how much fun it is to cut down someone who's being enthusiastic about yeah. something. It's intoxicating, isn't it? I did it with the dumbest joke. Bonton. Bonton. Bon Nobody's thought of that. Nobody's thought of Bonton since True Blood went off the air. True blood. I mean, probably a lot of people in New Orleans have. Seems like a beautiful place. <sighs> okay, so. Have you got anything you want to say about She Said, She Said? Oh, literally, all I have is nice like a 69. Six. Now, I to side two of Revolver. Um, now, uh, this is where the album, for me, starts to become very stark in the differences between John's songs and Paul's songs. <laughs> so... Keep in mind that feeling, that kind of minor feeling of she said she said, which I really dig. And then we go into a fucking commercial for breakfast cereal, I guess. Good day, sunshine. Good day, Sunshine. Jesus. Good day, Sunshine. I hope they do something interesting in the verses. That'd be nice. I need to laugh. Uh. When the sun is out I've got something I can laugh about This is like my, I've got something I can My thinking about this song is It is the very PG version Of like describing the day After you've just had sex with your new partner <laughs> I mean this song literally has the line I'm in love and it's a sunny day Fuck <laughs> Off, Paul. Oh, I love the sun. I do. <laughs> I hate. I just. It's so sappy and sugar coated, and f- it does my head in. Cereal commercial is right though. It does. It's 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 an ad for a breakfast cereal. Well, you're like, doing your job today, Mister Sun. Oh, I love their fucking bumblebee just flew by. <laughs> it's that sort of bullshit. Um, and I feel like the the feeling that I don't like in a lot of these Paul songs can best be described as bomb, oh, bomb, bomb. Oh, boop, 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 boop. It's sort of like the, the dull side of the 60s. Yeah, you can imagine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can imagine someone in a suit kind of trotting along to it as they go to their job as a high powered banker to take all of George Harrison's money or whatever the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, all right. And your bird can sing. Yes. Your bird. Can sing. your bird can sing. But you don't get me. <laughs> well, we're, we really um, get, get... Me. We're really peaking the uh, the levels on some of these ones. I mean, that song is hard not to sing along to. It's That's a good point. really cheery and fun and nice. I yeah. really like And Your Bird Can Sing. It is a Lennon banger. This one slaps. Yeah, this one I can get a lot on board with. And especially the... The guitar intro is so fucking atypical and complicated. It's cool. I like it. I like it so much. And apparently, I mean, some people think that it's a diss track basically about Sinatra, which is fun. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, as in... Wait, does that mean bird means woman? Or is it bird meaning... But. Well, it's I think and your bird can sing is like fucking you have everything like even your bird is able to sing right. like, you really okay. you know you're living la vida loca. Wow, imagine imagine a time when diss tracks were like hey you're really good and you have everything. Like <laughs> oh Jesus hurt. Yeah, it had me thinking about like you know there was a diss track that came out last year that Pusha T put out against Drake cuz Drake made like Some comment, you know, about Pusha T, like, oh, I don't know about that guy, ho-ho. And then Pusha T put out this track, the story of uh, Adidom that just about destroyed Drake, like, should have ended his career probably, (laughs) but Mm. didn't because, you know, none of this really matters, but fuck, what a diss track. Sure. Really just laid it down. Pusha T. Yeah. Revealed, like, Drake's secret son (laughs) that people weren't meant to know about It was the whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a bit extreme. Yeah. Pusha T, who put out Daytona last year. A good album, I thought. Sure. Um, Also a good game to play in the arcade or just the pub. Yeah, I miss playing Daytona 2. Daytona. Yeah, that's also a good song. Daytona 2. That was my jam. And your book can sing. Banger of a track. Banger of a track. There's a line that I thought was, uh, you can look at my erection, but apparently it's you can look in my direction. At my erection. At my erection. Now, name's Lennon. um, if you want an aptly named song, <laughs> this is called names. For No One. You find that all her words of kindness linger on when she no longer needs you. Well, that's enough of that. I don't hate this one because it's at least kind of about something. It's meant to be about Paul McCartney's relationship with Jane Asher, who I, I think I've only seen one film Jane Asher is in based on a cursory look at. Again, Wikipedia. If, I give it a year starring uh, Simon Baker. If I remember correctly, pretty bad movie. If I remember correctly, Paul and Jane met on the set of Hard Days Night. I think she I think she was an extra there. This is another uh Closing credits of a claustrophobically small British film about something like a housewife and her favourite egg cup. <laughs> favourite egg cup. Yeah. You know how you know how there's oh, that I love me egg cup I do. You know how there's that oh. genre of British film where like nothing happens for four hours, there's just staring <laughs> out windows. Isn't that every movie in your opinion though? Yeah, but particularly British ones. This is the closing credits for it. Sure. Um, I kind of don't mind When the muted French horn comes in I think that's what it is The um, I kind of don't mind that Everything else can get to fuck Get to fuck Speaking of things That can kind of get to fuck uh, Dr. Robert The next, <laughs> next song <laughs> Hang on I wasn't ready to queue that up Are we going to get destroyed By huge Beatles fans For <laughs> Who cares Only <laughs> thinking like Half of Revolve is great It's so, it pulls apart. This is a fairly typical, like, start of the third quarter of a Beatles album sort of song. Just like, hey, this is Doctor and he's fun. (laughs) They're all just, you know. There's always, like, just these songs, and it's like, well, this one's not really about anything that interesting. Oh, uh, this one is, though. It was about the guy that used to hook them up with all their drugs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 But that's not... I mean, that's not really like something to anyone other than the Beatles, though, is it? Yeah, I, but I guess... I don't know. See, I'm I come, going to come down on a different side of that, because um, something that slightly gets on my nerves... So... But you know what? I may as well shoot for the stars at this point. The reason why I don't like David Bowie... Oh, my God. ...is that every song is like, here's 19 characters, and you've all got to learn their names, but I've all made them up, and there are spiders from Mars, and I'm like, fuck off, I'm not interested in any of this. (laughs) Don't agree with that, but okay, carry on. And this... um, A lot of the Paul songs feel a little bit like... Well there's a housewife and an dead cup and they've been <laughs> broken up by the move of the house and everyone's sad. Whereas, Look, Nick, I get it, you have a screenplay. <laughs> whereas at least at least John songs. John songs are either like, Hey, I'm not feeling great, hey, I don't like women, or there's this one person <laughs> that I know and hears some stuff about him. And I much prefer Dr. Robert is a guy that sells us drugs. Here's a bunch of metaphors. I much prefer that over, I thought about a sad woman and wrote a song. (laughs) I love that song, though. I thought about a sad woman. (laughs) I mean, that one's a banger. Which I guess is basically just Norwegian wood, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I once thought about a really sad woman in pants. I went and saw a David Bowie tribute show the other day. And the guy opened by saying this is a tribute to the greatest uh, performer of all time, David Bowie. So you okay, if you think he's the greatest performer of all time, you should not be doing a tribute show to him. You will huh. not be able to pull it off. Yeah, that's a... That's a yeah. <laughs> imagine <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Don't do a Bowie impression. You're going to get like 70% of the way there at best. Re- this is not going to happen for you. I really enjoy... Although his uh, Space Oddity was pretty good, I have to admit. I really enjoy the, in Dr. Robert, I, the well, 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 you're doing fine. Uh, which all the instruments drop out and you end up with like a church organ coming in and there's a a series of cascading harmonies. That's lovely. A lovely bit of writing. Would you ever get that Nepal song? No. Who is your favourite musician of all time? Who's the number one for you? That's right, I'm asking the big questions, baby. Because I have a very boring answer. I'm going to need some clarification. Do you mean... Who is my favourite songwriter, my favourite instrumentalist, my favourite singer, my favourite bandwriter? it however learner. you want, just like, who's the person in music who you think is the most important to what you like and who you are? I'm going to lose all credibility when I say this, but I don't care. Fred Durst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now this red cap gets a rap from his critics. Um, no. I I think in 2019, I would say... Fat Mike, the lead singer, songwriter, and bass player of NoFX, sure, uh, because he has the most number of songs that I feel have changed my life in some way. Sure, five, six, seven years ago. <laughs> I really thought you were going to do five, six, seven, seven eight. Well, and watching baby song <laughs> <laughs> my five, obsession six. for possession. My how's that song go? My obsession for a western. My dance floor days. Okay. Uh, Romeo, Romeo, this is a song. For a cowboy you you. god from head to toe. Want to make you mine, but again, a line five, five six. six, seven, eight. Yeah, there we go. We've got A garbage song. Um, I, sorry, about nine or so years ago, I would have said Tom DeLonge from Blink182 because sure. he had written the most amount of songs that had changed my life. But then he went so far off the rails that he can no longer see the tracks. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, I, Yeah, who's yours? Well, knowing that mine's going to be a very boring choice, can you guess? Oh, uh, um. I see. What do you mean when you say boring? I I feel like you hear it. We're like, well, that's a boring choice. I feel like the only musician I ever hear you talk about is Sufjan Stevens. (laughs) It's not Sufjan, although he's up there. All right. Um, Question. Yes. You know how like um, the Grateful Dead had people that would follow them all around tour, and then they were the Deadheads. Yeah. Are there people who go on a Sufjan (laughs) safari? Uh oh, my probably baby, safari. They're still waiting for him to finish all 50 of his albums about every state in America. He's only done two of them. So. um uh, <laughs> What was that? Uh, you, you don't like his song about John Wayne Gacy? Are you gonna say? Are you gonna say Paul McCartney? And it's gonna be the end of the it's podcast? Not Paul for how hard I've swung against him. No. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. If you say it's really boring, the most boring one imaginable. I Jeff, mean, the music's not. A- Jeff Buckley. No. Right, okay. Oh wait, is is this a, is this a trap so that I swing hard against every well loved musician? No. Um, Bowie. No. Do you want me to just say No, I wanna keep doing this guessing game. They he, they've worked with one of the people you've mentioned so far. Uh, they've worked with one okay, I've mentioned On at nine, least one song. I've mentioned nine people. Um no, I actually I have no idea. It's Freddie Mercury. Oh, there we, we go. Uh, okay. Yeah yeah. yeah not See, boring not influenced by the current release in cinemas of Bohemian Rhapsody no I haven't <laughs> even seen that film I refuse to Yeah, no, it sounds bad it does sound bad I mean that's your general philosophy on movies but I sympathise with that position um, the movies hey James I've got something that uh, I want to tell you oh my god what is it are you okay I want to tell you That I am okay <laughs> That was not a joke worth <laughs> setting up for um, There's a really interesting tension in the chord and the keys in one part here um, <laughs> This role reversal we're having is very interesting Because I have one note on it. <laughs> there are so I think what they're doing there... Is when you're here, you're family. It's about the Olive Garden. Well, I think what they're doing there is playing two notes on a keyboard that are right next to each other. Like an A and a B or a C and a D. Uh, which gives that really curious little tension that they just hammer on for a while. I really enjoy hammer that tension. Hammer on that tension. Hammer on that tension, baby. Baby. My one note on this, and this is just indicative of like how I listen to music. Mm-hmm. My note on this song is... Uh, this is the point in any album... Where I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing how the album ends Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah. By the time I get this show, I'm like, man, I wonder what the close is going to be It It is really funny that, you know, on the one hand, old people will lament that Oh, no one sits down to listen to albums anymore And then it's like, oh, but we all know that tracks like 8 and 9 are usually filler <laughs> yeah. Like, are we really missing much? Um, Alright, so this is... Uh, anything else you want to say about that one? No, No This episode's going longer than I thought it would Horns What a horny intro I was alone, I took a ride I didn't know what I would find There This is so fucking cabaret The name of this song is uh, Got to get you into my life Which is incidentally uh, The thing that I said to you when we started this podcast (laughs) Yeah, and it never made sense until now Yeah, (laughs) it's all been building up to this revolver episode I want to complain about something which is why I'm gonna fade the music back in. You didn't <laughs> run. Fucking. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got. Cor- this song is like a bit of a slow tease of a build up. <laughs> That's I was why my nose like, you keep expecting the chorus and it just it takes a long time. You and do- then the chorus is really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good chorus. Except the one thing that... So this is like... Clearly Paul knew that I was going to complain about how everything (laughs) sounds like closing credits to an anachronistically small British film. And so in this one, he tries to bring a bit more rock into it. And what he does... Is a a horribly fucking cartoony idea of a rock voice. (laughs) I do not like that sound on Paul at all. (laughs) I do not like that sound on Paul. I do not like it. Not at all. No. Um... Just, and there's, there's a few times actually with like, with backup vocals and stuff in in this album where Paul's idea of being rock is just like, <laughs> and I'm just, it annoys me so much when you get John doing so many cool vocal deliveries, like the next one, of just sitting in the pocket with a slightly raspy throat. It's so much fucking radder than this weird, like, Sitting in the pocket pocket with a slightly raspy throat, by the way, is one of the weirder tracks on the second disc of the White Album. (laughs) Um, I think maybe one of the issues that I have with Paul songs is you can very easily see people in sequins dancing to them. And I don't have anything against people in sequins, and I don't have anything against dancing. Um, It's just that I like my music with a little bit more... I don't want to say a little bit more edge, because now it's like, oh, I'm so fucking edgy. I'm not. It's fine. Just... For our next episode, should we resequence the white album down to one album? Sure. Okay. I'm keen for that. It uh, <laughs> seems like a fun thing to do, right? Anything else to say about this horny little ditty? Number nine. Number nine. The entire album would just be that. Pretty much. Number nine. Uh, no, this is a good song. I like it. All right. Now on to my number one. And my potential number one. I'm between this and Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, okay. So actually, I never knows. So am I, actually. The, uh, the, presumably the inspiration for the James Bond game, uh, movie with a similar name. So fucking cool. Pretty sure this, this song was really fun in Beatles rock band as well. You see, you put this in the movie yesterday and people are like, oh, fuck. (laughs) How are you doing all of this? You're just one man. It's just kind of a bopping, oh, along. It is so groovy and fucking... A few, a few things I'd like to say about this song. Yes. A, it's rad because it never changes chord. I think it's a C from memory. It stays on a C the whole time. As far as a pop rock song goes, that's fucking unheard of. Um, all the little loops, most people probably know this, all the little sound effects and stuff... The way they did that was all, all around um, Abbey Road Studio, they had people with uh, tape reels that had these little sounds on them. They had seagulls, they had guitar that they fed in backwards. They had all these little things. And then to get the reel, because there was reel-to-reel tape stuff, to get that to go around the thing, they had people holding the loop on pens. So instead of having two... Tape reels. It was at one tape reel and a pen, and the tape would go round and round and round. They were playing the whole time, and then George Martin, the producer of the Beatles, sat at a mixing desk, and he would just randomly fade various sliders up and down, in and out. Which means that that recording can never actually be recreated in that same way. I mean, you probably could do it these days with sampling and stuff. So I but can't do it in the movie yesterday. So fucking experimentally rad, and it's maybe my quintessential John song because it's weird, it's angular, it's pointy, it's experimental, it's raw. Be. it's jagged, and it is fucking cool. Literally, my only note for this song is this song, Fox. It's <laughs> so good. But also, um, I was just amused from over there where you said, most people already know this before launching the explanation, because this is a podcast about The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I suppose I... I was covering myself there because I don't know how well known that recording technique was. And I didn't want to present it as like, hey guys, I've got secret like knowledge because it's probably <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, sure. Um, it's so fucking rad. And what else was I going to say about it? Oh, also the, the effect on John's voice. Um, so they doubled it and they put a, a, a filter on it. Like a just an equalizer pass to take out some of the frequencies. Um, and he said that he wanted his voice to sound like the Dalai Lama on a mountaintop. And it's <laughs> that's very specific, it's one of those descriptions where the producer's like, you know, he said that, and I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, twiddled some knobs, and he was like, yeah, that's it. And the producer's gone, oh, thank fuck, I got away with that. Um, there's another story from a different song, I forget which one actually, but. Uh John so I just very sadly realized I have a good story about this song as well, so you can oh, carry excellent. It on. Uh, the the other a uh, good anecdote like that is that John once walked into the studio and said, I want this song, whatever one they were working on, I forget which one, I want it to sound more like the colour purple. <laughs> and, and George Martin just like, "Ah, uh, You know slowly, what, this song really sounds purple. <laughs> he just slowly turned a knob and John's like, yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, you've achieved synesthesia somehow. <laughs> synesthesia, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, well. No, that's fine. Uh, I really, really like this song. Now they uh you know the TV show Mad Men yes about the Mad Men of the sixties yes 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 yes. yes. Uh, season five of that show I remember watching and thinking eh, it seems a little lower budget than usual are they like have they been saving money for something and then like episode eight of that season mm. uh, Don Draper is given a copy of Revolver like the album Revolver mm. I believe and told him to go and listen to it like this is what the kids are into and right at the end of the episode he puts the album on and starts playing Tomorrow Never Knows. And he gets Why would he start on the end track? Yeah, I know. It's just uh-huh. because it's the best song on there, I think. But he gets like 20 seconds in and just like turns it off in annoyance and walks away. And then the credits cut in and Tomorrow Never Knows starts back up again over the credits. <laughs> I remember that being very cool because using the Beatles... Like the original recordings of the Beatles mm. is like expensive as fuck. Like yeah. It really costs a lot of money to use them. Yeah, totally. And I remember they had me like, Oh, this is why the show had an obvious bunch of cuts. <laughs> <laughs> they had to save up to use tomorrow, never knows. Yeah, that's in this cool. one episode. That is radical. Yeah. <sighs> Man. It's like an event. You know, when we were listening to this before the recording, I was nervous that we were going to have to retire the Revolver bit, because I wasn't sure there were enough... Strong. And what year did Revolver come out in, by the way? 1966, oh, my Oh, good, friend. okay. Um, and Thank you. Which one's Bart? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not going to make any sense <laughs> yet. Fuck. But, uh, but there are... So look forward to that bit about Nick not knowing who Bart is. There are enough... Cool songs here that I'm happy to keep this bit in our canon. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's good that we're getting it in uh, when we are because it was actually 20 years ago today that a Pepper told the band to play. Oh, today? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, cool. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, uh, we've been Paws in the Key of Springfield, a podcast, of course, entirely about The Simpsons. And nothing else. Yep. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Key Springfield. We're on Facebook. Just look for us. You can email us at Puzzling the Key of Springfield. At gmail.com to tell us about your favourite Beatles songs. Why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. What's a good like line to close the episode out on? Uh, uh, <sighs> fuck it. Where's and whilst you did the line from the songs? Well, well, well. You're feeling fine. Not a <laughs> lot of people know that. <laughs> Very good. Dr. Robert. <laughs> he gives me... I'm Dr. Robert. He gives me... Michael Caine. See what I did? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Now we need some sort of sting. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. feel free to like tell me to fuck off. Are there any songs in this album you feel comfortable playing on guitar? Yeah, I could probably give Tomorrow Never Knows a go. I know that's a very... <laughs> you picked, you're picking Tomorrow Never Knows? I am. Maybe you just strum it Eleanor Road? Maybe that's more complicated. I don't know. I'm not a guitar man. I'm also going to see if I remembered correctly whether it's a C. It's not a C major. I can't tell you that much. I used to be able to play Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> Oh, fuck this song oh. oh I take it all back Tomorrow Never Knows has heaps of chords in it apparently <laughs> relax and turn off your mind relax and float downstream it is not dying Is it shining Then you may see The meaning of within It is being It is being (coughs) (coughs) Oh man, I'm going to need a lozenge Lozenge if I keep going (laughs) Love is all And love is everything Knowing. And so on, <laughs> etc. Oh God, Hang on. in Springfield. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> love is all and love is everyone in Springfield. In Springfield. Probably probably way too loud. (laughs) I think you may, I feel like I say this all the time, but you may have to do some envelope editing to bring that down. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let me just have a quick stab at, man, it's been a while since I've done a, like learning a song on the fly. (laughs) On a pod. On a pod. On a pod. On a pod. What the hell happened to my pod? Little pod. Eleanor Rigby, picks up the rice in a church where a wedding has been. Lives in a dream, waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Who is it, Bob? Wait, I need to scroll down. Oh, I get to play E major 7. Sorry, E minor 7. All alone. Oh, that's not right. All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people. Where do they all belong? Wow. Alright, chorus is not as comfortable to play as the verses. Father Mackenzie, writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? All the love. Fuck it, I'm in the mood now. You never should have started this, Jekyll. <laughs> this thing's going to go for as long as some episodes. I'm probably going to cut it off at the end. <laughs> Tomorrow never knows, but no, keep going. No, on. no, 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 We're going to do them all. Fucking... We're, we're not going to do them all. Because um, I'm the tax man. No, nah, that one's way too riffy. Because I'm Ritaxus. Because I'm Ritaxus. Yeah, I'm Ritaxus. With my son Hugo. <laughs> oh, wait. I should do... uh a trench coat. I I can't I can't remember the tweet. You yeah, let that? me bring it up. One second. Do you want to do the the words for it? Uh. Dug in a trench. Oh, sorry. Okay. One, two, three, four. Dug in a trench coat, getting promoted at work, but then sheds his disguise. Canine surprise. Sick. <laughs> all the lonely doggos Where do they all belong? Day sunshine. Yeah, that one would be easy enough. Except (laughs) I You don't wanna do it. And your bed can sing. Sing Sing. Oh no, that's not what I want. Wow, I searched for no one and the Beatles don't even rank in the search results. (laughs) Who'd have thought? Who would have thought? Um I'm gonna use your bathroom. Feel free to keep making music. (laughs) I will. Maybe I'll release it That could be a Patreon bonus episode A Patreon bonus episode Nick performs the entirety of Revolver (laughs) Revolver Yeah Nick Nick performs the entirety of half of each song from Revolver (laughs) In the town In the town Is that really? You're calling that a D? In the town In the town Where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea. I don't agree with this tab. And he told us of his life in the land of submarine. No, no, that tab's all wrong. Got to get you into my life. <clears throat> she said. Tabs. It's the children who are wrong. Bring my friend, I said, You called doctor Robert. My friend, I said, You call doctor Robert. Dan- Dr. Robert, you're a new and better man. He helps you understand. He every day he can do Dr. Robert. Oh, B7. Dr. Robert, if you tell he'll pick you up, Dr. Robert don't agree with A7. Man, I don't agree with so many fucking Beatles tabs, but I got to play B7. One of my favorite chords.